Welcome back, or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we talk with Ruth Croft, a professional trail runner for Adidas Terex based in New Zealand. Ruth is returning to the Western States 100 following a second place finish at last year's event. Before we get started, though, this episode of Single Track is brought to you by Soar Running. Soar Running, that's S O A R Running, are a London based high performance running apparel brand. Why am I excited to partner with Soar? Well, if you're like me, you take pride in your running gear and you want the best. That's why I'm stoked about this brand. They are pushing the running apparel boundaries when it comes to producing gear that we care about, like wet and cold weather layers and racing kits. I'm also excited because they are finally moving into the trail running space. After years in the figurative lab, they have launched a trail-specific clothing line that I've had a chance to test, specifically their half-zip t-shirts, trail race vests, and trail shorts, all out on multi-hour runs in my backyard of the Wasatch Range. This apparel is the real deal. If you want help getting kitted out for your training and racing needs, Soar is offering us an exclusive 20% savings at SoarRunning.com. All you got to do is enter the code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout, but act fast. This code is only valid through June and July. I'm stoked, people, and I care about you all. I wouldn't be endorsing something if I didn't believe in it and use it myself, so go check out Soar Running when you get a chance. With that, let's get on with the show. Ruth Croft, welcome to the Single Track Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I know that in New Zealand in particular, it's been tough to be an athlete during the pandemic. Um, so I'm curious to get like your experience during that time and how you were able to train. Obviously, your racing to some extent was curtailed. Can you talk about that? Yeah, to be honest, like I've been pretty lucky with COVID. I've managed to dodge it, I feel, for the most part. Like when it was starting, when the first initial lockdown, I was obviously in New Zealand for a bit longer than what I normally would be. Um, but I still got over to Europe that summer. Um, and then when things were getting worse in Europe, it was the end of the season and I got back into New Zealand. Um, and New Zealand had no COVID. And so the whole summer races were still happening. Um, I think this, the trickiest thing as a Kiwi was getting back into the country because it wasn't like okay. you could just book a ticket and go home. Uh, you had to get a spot in the quarantine hotel and that was a lottery system <laughs> so you weren't you weren't always guaranteed um, and you had to pay a lot of money as well um, so I think I've been fortunate that I'm not solely based like 12 months of the year from New Zealand for a lot of okay. other athletes and other sports um, yeah it's been worse for them because they haven't been able to leave New Zealand and go and compete because they haven't been guaranteed to be able to get back into the country um, so yeah <laughs> it's I've been lucky that I've been able to get spots in the quarantine hotel the past two years um and so yeah i've still been able to compete for the most part well i do want to jump to western it's interesting i've talked to a lot of athletes that are getting ready for this race and one of the common themes is doing a pretty substantial amount of road work leading into the race and it looks like you've done a lot of that too like it was a staple of your block in 2021 it looks like you have incorporated a lot of it this time around. Can you talk about why you believe that's such a critical component of, uh, of your build for this particular race? Um, so normally when I go back to New Zealand, obviously it's summer, uh, I always like to mix it up and do something different. I don't like to stay doing trails 12 months of the year. And so, and then going into Western States, my coach and I, yeah, we decided to do a roadblock just because 
states is it's a runnable ultra. <laughs> like you've got to be able to run fast. Um, and so we thought that, yeah, work on leg, leg speed for the first part of the year and then switch over and do the last block, getting in more endurance and more longer runs. Um, and for me, it's helped, yeah, mentally. I like the switch. Um, and then I think it keeps you fresh as well because by the time I get sick of doing the roadblock, it's then time to jump back onto the trails. It looks like you've spent a lot of time, or at least some time in Flagstaff as well, getting ready for this race. Was that something you did last year or was this something new for, for this block? Um, it was new. I felt like last year when I came over to the States, I had about five weeks and I'd just done UTA 50 in Australia. And so by the time I like recovered from that, got over jet lag, um, and then you have to think of the taper on the other end. I only had probably three weeks of kind of trying to find my trail legs and it just wasn't long enough. And so this year we decided I would come over to the States earlier. So I came over beginning of May um, and I went to Flagstaff just because you've got altitude, you've got the canyons, so you can find heat as well. Um, and just to mix it up, I didn't want to be in California training on the course for, for eight weeks. We are about a week removed from race day and I'm curious, just given all the work you've done in the last couple of weeks and months, how do you feel today compared to this same point, you know, a week before the race last year? Pretty similar actually, yeah. Um, I think it's, I was talking to someone about it, it's like quite different psychologically. I think that when you do it your first time, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. So sometimes I think that can be a better, a better place to be. Um, this time around, I know what it's all about. But I think there's a lot of learnings I can take from last year and, and carry them forward going into this year. And then I'm curious about your motivations heading into this race because you had an excellent race last year. I think you got second place. Is your return this year motivated by a desire to win the race or are there other reasons you come back? Yeah, I'd love to win. I think any elite female on that start line, we're all there for the same thing. Um, so yeah, definitely, as I said, like last year I did it for the first time, first 100 miler. And yeah, after probably a month removed from the race, I started thinking, oh, how could I come back and how could I do it better? Was that your first 100 mile race as well? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm, so I'm guessing you feel a lot more comfortable with the distance. Do you have any more thoughts about it? Because if I remember correctly, like last year, you had expressed some hesitancy with, the, with that type of race. Um, to some extent, you seemed kind of reluctant to try Western. Like, how do you feel now? Yeah, I think I said that quite a lot after, straight after the race on any interviews. It was, I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to do this again. Um, I was pretty destroyed just physically. And it took me probably three months to get back to feeling normal running again. Um, but obviously, as I said, there's that curiosity of, of how can I do it better? And so, yeah, I'm a bit of a sucker for punishment, so I'm back to giving another go. The last question I have for you in terms of goals and expectations for race day, I'm curious. There's a 10-year-old course record at Western States held by Ellie Greenwood, and obviously a lot of things are weather-dependent, but in addition to trying to win the race, are, do you have your sights set on uh, setting a new course record as well? Like you say, it's very much weather dependent and I don't think going out and shooting for the record is a smart way to race. It's just me personally. I think you go out there, you race the course first and then yeah. you see how it goes later on the day if, if it's on for the record or not. Um, and yeah, I just, 
I just had such a good time last year for I didn't think I would say that for 100 miles and so this year I just want to try and yeah not put the pressure on just go out there have fun and then see how the day unfolds very cool last question I have for you uh there's a lot of gearheads in the audience and they're curious like what are you wearing on race day what shoes pack stuff like that um, so obviously Archmax do the packs for Terex and they've made one with three pockets at the back for the ice um, specifically for that and then for shoes I'll be starting in the Speed Ultras and then I'm not too sure yet haven't decided what I'm going to transition to from Robinson Flat um, and then whatever gear do you want to know about? Is there anything else? I think that's about it yeah shoes yeah, and probably, pack yeah yeah they're the main ones Cool. Well, Ruth, I am super excited to watch this year's race. We really appreciate your time. We'll make sure to link to all of your social media in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to leave the audience with before we go? Um, not really. I just hope everyone, yeah, can enjoy following along. As you know, there's going to be some good live coverage. And so, yeah, no matter where you are in the world, uh, you'll be able to tune in at some point. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Cheers, Ben. Hey folks, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And before you leave, if you are a new listener, I have a favor to ask. Could you leave a rating and review of this show in your podcast player? If you could, it would mean a lot to me because it helps more passionate trail runners like yourself discover this show. Regardless, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back soon with many more interviews around Western States. Until then, I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to the Single Track Podcast.